episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and, set, and set, share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. We have reached the pinnacle, 75 episode milestone. We are finally here after so many extensive delays and so many crazy things going on in my personal life and battling depression again because my anxiety went off the rails. Oh God, that was a terrible time and me trying to recover from all that. We are back once again, and we have made it to the 75th episode of NRC Volume 2, essentially. I'm pretty sure we're past over 100 at this point On the if we were to add in the continuity of the original show. But that's on my old YouTube, Near Reality Entertainment channel. So... Yeah, a lot of stuff happened, and I had to catch up on a lot of stuff. I have stuff that happened during the week of September 14th and in the middle of September, but there was a lot of big news that happened that I wanted to cover. But um, uh, let's talk about one thing. Uh, remember the Trench spinoff that was said to be happening, but then they canceled it, and then they revealed there was actually a Black Manta movie, which is like, why not just call it Black Manta instead of the trench because no one actually I don't think anyone really like okay outside of comics I don't really think you can make a show make make a, sh a, a movie interesting if you just have the trench if you're gonna have killer fishes which is like done to death at this point but so but it had you went ahead and say it was a black manta movie I think people would have been more more approaching to the idea but yeah the original plan was to have a black manta movie and, yeah, they had a bunch of cool stuff they described, James Wan and all that, saying, like, they had certain ideas that made its way to the upcoming Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, a.k.a. the movie that is absolutely pointless and you should not waste your money on it, considering it will lead to ultimately nowhere, since they have announced already that we're not going to have the DCU respective actors return for any roles. Even Gal Gadot's not coming back for Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa's out as Aquaman, but might come back in as Lobo, according to negotiation reports. Yay. And at least Ezra Miller's finally gone, so we can rejoice on that. Okay, let me just... Uh, hold on. Uh... <laughs> uh so James Gunn more or less is not listening to anything and WBD is not even listening to this whole logical argument fallacy like come on w David Zaslav come on you can stop this yeah but like 
it's just so annoying at this point for me that that they keep making these big announcements right before big blockbuster movies that they're hoping to make a profit out of is come is being made that basically says oh you shouldn't waste your money on this like when like they made the whole announcement of the DCU and the reboot plans were leaked and the soft reboot plans were leaked and then Shazam Fury of the Gods was pretty much destroyed from that it didn't help that they also blamed it on the rocks so that there was that drama and seeing Zachary Levy does have beef with Dwayne Johnson which okay and then the Flash movie that had extensive reboots, reshoots, and all that nonsense. And then Ezra Miller lost their collective mind and, and thought they, that, they, that they were Jesus and the devil at the same time because that, that makes so much fucking sense. Like, more or less becoming a political tool for the anti-LGBTQ politicians to try and go ahead and prove that, see, they are dangerous, even though Ezra Miller is just one person. So, yeah. And how now we don't know. Now all the DCU actors are out, except Jason Momoa. He looks like he's going to stick around as Lobo, which is not definitely going to confuse all the audiences who just saw him as Aquaman. So, yay. Yeah. So, yeah, they came out and said that, yes, Black Manta's solo movie they were originally going to do which they should just say it was going to be the thing in the first place that probably would have drawn more interest <laughs> uh, like James Wan even said this the trench movie it was going to be a secret Black Manta movie initially we announced it as a trench movie ultimately we wanted to surprise the fans because that, that was going to be a standalone Black Manta movie but <sighs> that it just seems a little bad of an idea if you're just trying to expand the lore of Aquaman because it's like, if you wanted to expand it, just announce Black Manta in the trench. That that sounds like a compelling title. But, yeah. So, Black Manta is good once again declare his vengeance on Aquaman for the whole death of his father thing. And there seems to be a tease that they're going to kill off either... Either Queen Mira, which, considering what happened with that actress, I wouldn't be surprised. Or they're going to retell the tale of killing Aquaman's son, Arthur Curry Jr., because that's not going to be disturbingly dark. And that was a thing in the comments back in, like, I want to say the 80s or 70s, which is saying a lot. But as that's been going on, Lando, with Donald Golver's Glover's uh, Lando take they had this planned event where they were going to make a limited series for Lando on Disney Plus because everything needs to be a limited series these days instead of realizing hey maybe we should just make this a movie well good news uh, Donald's uh, brother Steven and who's also the co-writer of the project first revealed the news on, in an appearance with Pablo Torre finds out show it's not even a show. The idea right now is to do a movie. Right now, because of the strike, it's kind of like a telef telephone all the of the information. Uh, I'll get to that on the strike thing in a little bit, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're basically going ahead and having this. There was the idea of Lando Calrissian having a spinoff series since the. Uh, 
Days of the Solid Star story. <clears throat> and keeping in the legacy of Billy D. Williams with uh, Donald Gulliver's uh, take on the character, but they naturally are making this a movie instead of a TV series. He's which is like, okay, cool, because let's be real, I'm still on the proverbial opinion that Kenobi should have been a, should have been a movie and the Eternals should have been the series. So yeah, let's yeah, let's hope things worked out well on that. Also, I've been hearing a lot of positive reviews for One Piece for Netflix's One Piece live action series. I was like, oh god, this is gonna be a disaster. Like when I saw that there were some backdrops that looked kind of like Counter Strike Source uh, gameplay, and I'm like. You couldn't afford to build an act. Well, probably because they kept making so many goddamn Netflix originals. So I wouldn't be surprised if they took liberties with game engine footage. Only to reveal that it did actually pretty damn well. And it's even got a season two set to start. Yay. Uh, they'll be shown at a later date. The first season comprised of eight episodes between 50 to 60 minutes each. So... A lot of people have, and some people have said that it will be a challenge to adapt Chopper and um, with the co-showrunner Steven Meta admitting in this interview with IGN that yes, adapting Chopper will be a challenge and all that. And I'm curious as to know how they'll do that because that that's going to be a big strain on the budget probably for CGFX. So they say it's probably a year or so away, somewhere between eight, a year to 18 months, so about a year and a half, probably at best. Take of that for what you will. And it could be ready to air, especially with all the strikes that were going on at the time. I have not watched One Piece. I have just stopped watching One Piece as a whole because it was just like, oh my god. Because of how massive the anime guy like the manga is still going to this day and there's over a thousand episodes worth of One Piece content on anime side and I'm just like oh god damn it like and that's not even counting all the movies OVA special episodes it's just oh god this is all he'd say. And besides the OVAs, almost everything is canon, so I'm basically more or less in a in a predicament here. I think I stopped at around a little over 300 episodes. Uh, it's been so long, and this is when I had a lot of energy in me to keep doing it, to keep watching it, but then I just lost interest in it because it was like, oh god, how long is this going to keep going? And when I found out how long it was going, I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. Goodbye. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is also the inadvertent secret sequel to Final Fantasy VII, the original, which is uh, which has a prequel of Final Fantasy Crisis Core re and Reunion, Yes, time travel is confusing. Uh, Square Enix reveals Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will feature over hundreds of hours worth of content, a hundred hours worth of content, and reveals how it will end, how part two will end. Spoilers. 
and director Tatsuya Noromu um, went ahead and said that many elements were carefully selected for the style and incorporate feedback from the 2020's Final Fantasy VII remake and potential changes from the game from the original game. Shocking. And they and they um, they go ahead and also talk about where Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will end at and. Yeah. So Kate Sith and Vincent will be showing up and also provide hints whether the party will expand, but it seems like they're hinting that Vincent and Kate are gonna be in that same role Reddit 13 was in the in Final Fantasy VII Remake, where he's there, where they're there, but they're not able to be controlled, and they will become official party members after rebirth. My god. So uh, that it's gonna be a long one. Meanwhile, Marvel's Werewolf by Night will be re-released for the upcoming Halloween event on October 20th for In Color. Yep, came out as black and white last year, and then they said, well, we're going to present it in vibrant color. Says Werewolf by Night was originally a homage to the classic Universal monster films that originally came out in the 30s and 40s. So, I have not watched it. I don't even know. I'm curious. Is this canon to the Marvel Universe? Um, to the MCU? I, I know there's this comic stuff, but, like, is, is this canon in the sense that the MCU will have story elements from that? I, I still don't know, honestly. I'm still confused. Um... Yeah, speaking of comics, uh, Fable's creator, Bill Willingham, decided to basically more or less declare war on DC Comics after a massive dispute where he announced that his hit comic book series Fables will be public domain. Saying in a self-penned press release on his blog, These Foolish Games, Willingham announced on September 15th that the comic book property called Fables, including all related Fables spin-offs and characters, is now in the public domain. What was once a wholly owned by Bill Willington is now owned by everyone for all time. And they detailed the reason for this whole thing, such as his breakdown with the relationship with DC as a primary motivator. He claimed changes to the company over the past 20 years meant that by virtue of attrition and employee replacement, the Fable properties have fallen into bad hands. He mentioned there were too many things to list exhaustively and that his frustration with DC, but as long as standing disputes, discussions involving violations of rumors between himself and the company, issues including an alleged lack of consultation, late and incorrect payment of royalties, and quarrels over media rights. Saying, since I can't afford to sue DC to force them to live up to the letter in the spirit of our long-time agreement since even winning such a suit would take ridiculous amounts of money out of my pocket and years out of my life, I decided to take a different approach and fight them in a different arena, inspired by the principle of asymmetric warfare. Okay, I think you might be going a little too a little too dramatic on that. Like, okay, if you don't want to fight an illegal court case because that's understandable, but you're comparing you're comparing releasing your series into the public domain as asymmetric warfare. So, yeah, he decided to says he's the quote sole owner of the fables intellectual property he opted to give it away to everyone and raise that it falls into many good hands he specifically gave his blessing to fable artist mark buckingham and regular inker steve i can't pronounce that last name 
saying it was my absolute joy and pleasure to bring you Fable stories over the past 20 years. I look forward to seeing what you do with it. Signed off in the lengthy post, which it's worth reading in its entirety to understand the intricacies and highlighted issues. And then, um, yeah, especially since, you know, they went ahead and uh, made games out of it with the Telltale series. So I can understand royalty checks, especially since at this day and age they kind of have this unfair mental state with the, the writers and creators where they give them credit over certain creative decisions they bring in. But they're not really given the royalties for stuff they bring in. Like, like at the end of Phase 3 of the MCU, a lot of ideas you could say attributed to Jonathan Hickman's run on Infinity and the Avengers, New Avengers stuff, and what he's and what's going on in the MCU now with the multiverse stuff and Incursion, they're all Hickman stuff. And I don't even think he's going to get a cent out of this, even though he probably deserves a lot of money for this because he more or less just gave them 20 years worth of content to give to work with. And if they bring in the Krakoan era of X-Men into the MCU, then we'll definitely have to make more, then they'll definitely have to pay more royalties. However, despite the creator's claims and saying that he reserves all the rights, saying he deserves all the rights, DC has insisted Fable series is not in the public domain, and that DC will take any action deemed necessary against the infringement of the property as DC retains ownership over the beloved fantasy series and its characters. Uh... So, um, uh, yeah, get ready for probable legal insanity. Also, in a little tidbit of news, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's exclusivity to PS5 is for at least three months. Yay. Meanwhile, uh, Ubisoft Montreal is having over a turmoil situation amid what developers are calling broken promises. No. Ubisoft being unethical? My god. So, yeah, there, there, there's this whole thing about how the, how the developers and 4,000 employees at Ubisoft Montreal returned to office in Montreal's Milan for the first time in three years. And no one seems happy about it. And they said that Ubisoft leadership said that uh, they were given promises they were breaking. And, um... Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, considering what's been going on with Ubisoft over the last few years coming out, uh, I think this is kind of the least of management's worries, besides wanting to get them all arrested for horrible, abusive practices, such as assault. And I'm not going into detail about that. Meanwhile, Keanu Reeves, because he is insane, revealed that he wanted John Wick to be definitively killed off at the end of John Wick Chapter 4. Oh dear. So, John Wick 5 is very much an early development. Keanu Reeves wanted to actually get his character killed off because John Wick series producer said Reeves, who does a massive amount of his own stunt work, is a quote shell of himself after working on action on these action movies. So. Yeah. 
saying, uh, by, he said this, after the second, third, and fourth movie making these films are so exhausting and it destroys Keanu physically and emotionally, by the end he's always like, I can't do this again. And we agree with him, the guy is just a shell of himself because he just goes off and goes for it. He was like, I want to be definitively killed off at the end of this movie. And he confirmed how they didn't totally heed to their star's wishes, adding, we were like, you know, we'll leave a 10% little opening. But, um, yeah. And there's still wiggle room about the fact that he could still be dead or alive. But it's just like... <sighs> yeah. There was originally an, another ending where, yeah, it was going to be very clear he was alive. But with John Wick 5, it's going to be like, okay, he has to be alive. You can't really give the 10% now because now it's like... Okay, if he's dead, then we can't be doing John Wick 5 without, you know, John freaking Wick. So, good luck with that. Meanwhile, Disney announced back in September that they plan to pour $60 billion into parks for the next decade. Considering their war with Ron DeSantis has been going absolutely nowhere, and the fact that they once again are trying to piss every single person off and consumers and fans off. Yeah, we're, we're kind of in a no-win situation here. Meanwhile, Starfield, you know, the game that was infamous for a very particular moment in our fandom's history, because of course this was a thing. Fucking pronouns! Yes, that. And... Even though it took, even though with all the controversy, I believe there's probably more realistic controversy than pronouns. Uh, let's see, it hit 10 million players in less than three weeks. My God, and it passed 6 million players on September 7th, so they broke their own record. So, uh, congrats. Oh, man. Meanwhile, uh, the war against artificial intelligence continues as Game of Thrones writer and Elden Ring writer George R. R. Martin, a.k.a. Grimm, joins John Grissom, Guild President Scout, Scott, and Jody Picoult oh, in filing the illegal copyright infringement complaint against OpenAI. The war of AI has begun. There's a PDF page and whatnot, and they went ahead and got, and OpenAI responded on it to requests for comment from IGN saying creative professionals around the world use Jeff GPT as part of the creative process. We suspect the rights of writers in office believe they should benefit from the AI technology. We're having productive conversations with many creators around the world, including authors Guild, and have been working cooperatively to understand and discuss their concerns about AI. We're optimistic. We will continue to find mutually beneficial ways to work together, brother, to help people power, to utilize these technologies, brother, and a new rich content ecosystem, brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. So, enough about that dramaticness. Uh, here's the thing AI can have a place, but instead of being the replacement, they should be used as a very, very, very freaking rough draft. Like a very rough draft of things. Like they should be used as a proof of concept con idea and how they have this vision going for it but the AI technology is still problematic 
especially with the rise of how it's starting to slowly but surely most likely become self-aware so uh we're we're, we're, we're probably screwed but um yeah moving on from that uh The Marvels, the upcoming Marvel movie featuring Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, Forbes reports that per financial documents from Disney, the company spent $274.8 million on the Marvels, also begging a hefty $55 million subsidiary from the UK government, bringing its total spent to $219 million. As the report notes, it will have to make approximately $439.6 million at the global box office to break even, as theaters take roughly half of the revenue from the studios. My god. Like, there was rumors that the original budget was $130 million, sounding pretty low for a Marvel movie, and the numbers have since been deleted from the profile, so, yeah, according to Vanity Fair... And some people say it could be possible it was $130 million for production and the rest went into marketing because, of course. But uh, we'll see. Back on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, it will include a new episode with Zack. Yeah. So, yeah. Zack is going to have an entire episode to himself. And... Oh, man. With Zack now confirmed to be, quote, alive in this alternate timeline, multiverse, whatever the hell this is at this point. Uh, so, <laughs> Zack probably getting involved in this story was inevitable. I'm curious as to know when he's going to pop up in, with the main cast with this alternate route. Probably he's going to show up near in the third game, helping Cloud and the others, saving saying, saving Aerith from being stabbed. Because think of the children, even though people cried at the end and found the emotional shock value moment to be historically iconic. But, uh, yeah. Oh, also, Tom Clancy, The Division 3 is being announced by, for Massive Entertainment. The Swedish studio, currently working on Outlaws and Avatar The Frontier, Frontiers of Pandora, is the original developers of Division 1 and 2, and they're currently building a team for the third game in the series. My god. I, I was just like, can we just like keep Division 1 and 2? And just like, you know just upgrade those, add more expansion content, or is that asking too much? Meanwhile, Todd McFarlane has revealed that he has seen up to 80 pages of the Spawn movie script that he wants to get off the ground. Yes! And the character even appears in Call of Duty Season 6 for My Warfare 2 of the reboot series. And, yeah... And they even, and, and I was like, yeah, considering Spawn uses guns instead of magical powers, half the time he also uses guns. Uh, I kind of can understand why he would fit the Call of Duty moniker because he, he's kind of a crazy nutcase. With demonic powers. 
Meanwhile, uh, Robert Kirkman came out about the Invincible series on Amazon saying that seven to eight seasons might be enough to adapt the entire comic. So, I was like... They announced that they were going ahead... So, yeah, uh... They are... Uh, Kirkman is also saying saying this in the interview with Polygon saying, um... He says they're not trying to pin down numbers, calling it a moving target. And and Invincible's first season largely covered the events of the comic up through around issue 13, but it also includes smaller moments and elements from the po- from points much further into the comic. Saying I think in I think the seven to eight season range seems like it would be enough, but that could be some things we would move a little through a little faster. Some things we expand. It's fortunate enough to go through to go for a good long time. I think that would be enough to cover the entire comic. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get cringe at the scene where uh, Invincible is. Um, Assaulted in some ways. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ready to see that one. I let, let's hope they change that idea. So, anyways, uh, if we're fortunate to go for a good long time, I think that would be enough to cover the entire comic. And there are some things along the way that that didn't get into the comic that I like to do. I think I think it'd be cool to have some episodes here and there that are completely original. So that's the and that's part of the plan moving forward. And yeah, some elements of the comic were changed, moved around, or expanded upon to benefit the TV side of everything. And there is um, a season two and three already in production, and season two is set to release soon. So props to you on that. Meanwhile, WBD announced that they had planned to expand Warner Bros. Studios to a DC studio to make it the primary hub for the DC Studios production in Southeast England, which will expand to a 10 new sound stages with an additional 400,000 square feet of production support space. That will apparently grow the production capacity more than 50%, going from 19 to 29 sound stages and bumping the overall production to one point. 14 million square feet to 1.78 million square feet. Construction is expected to begin the second quarter and be com- of 2024 and be completed in 2027. And it will serve as the primary hub of DC Studios, which is also where House of the Dragons is shot. So, let's just hope the DC Universe doesn't collide with dragons anytime soon. Give it a few years. Meanwhile, Microsoft Activision Bio looks to be set to close in October after UK finally approved of the deal. Yay! Can we end this drama now? Though, of course, the FTC is now trying to get a second opinion on this, and that's not helping matters. So, along with that, Quantic Dream. Oh, dear. Like, I like I like Detroit Become Human, but this was before I heard what the sto- horror stories were that were going on there. Star Wars Eclipse um, has been pretty much on the on the no-show list for some time, and it doesn't help that Star Wars: The Old Republic, uh, the Old Republic remake for Knights of the Old Republic one, was um, more or less uh, looking like it was canceled. Though Sony said they lost the rights to the music, which is just like what. So Quantic Dreams had to commence saying development of the game is simmering and saying, can I say it still exists? Because it exists, it's just not ready. It's simmering. Uh, 
Yeah, and their last game was 2018 Detroit Become Human. They're kind of in this slow state thing where it's like, ah, dear. Because of the toxic workplace allegations since 2018 and with this whole stuff, there's just been no no update overall. And I don't think we're going to be like getting anything big anytime soon from them. Especially since they're struggling to hire more workers. Meanwhile, uh, Valve had to come out and say they don't expect a Steam Deck 2 for at least a couple more years. Uh, let's see, they said the next iteration of the Steam Deck could be released as early as late 2025, explaining that Valve wants the next iteration of the handheld to be both a great leap in performance while ensuring battle life won't be a significant issue. So it's important to us that the deck offers a fixed performance target for developers and that the message to consumers is simple, where every deck can play the same games. As such, changing the performance level is not something we were taking lightly. And we only want to do so when there's a significant enough increase to be had. We also don't want more performance to come at the significant cost of power efficiency and battery life! So, take a look at that what you will. And if they add Windows software, that's going to help make the transition more easier. Also, there is a new mod for uh, Starfield where you can now seamlessly space travel without actually having like more like No Man's Sky than it is for, uh, you know, the whole light speed thing. A mod called Slower Than Light allows Starfield players on PC to control the speed gear of their ship using hotkeys. The maximum speed is the equivalent of 100 of times the speed of light, allowing players to travel between planets without fast travel or more importantly, no in low times. My god, if it was wait, um, <laughs> wait, um, so, and, and there was a report that you could fly, fly directly to other plans, it's just dissatisfyingly requires a hefty dose of time and patience. Uh, here's the thing if a modder can do what Todd Howard couldn't do, that they spent years on developing, I've just why not just hire the modder if he can do it without having to wait it out? If the modder knew how to do this, then we should just embrace it. So, the original Daredevil showrunner from Netflix came out, and on the concerns with Disney renaming shows, smacks of, of wage theft, saying over the past few days, Stephen de- over the sp- over the past, Stephen denied the showrunner behind Netflix's original Daredevil series has been calling out Disney for a scan that may be continuing with Daredevil Morgan, and it's all in the name. Saying uh, in a message to IGN, he said he's adamant to clarify that his issue with Born Again isn't a creative one. He facts tells that he's excited for the show and support of the new creative team 100%. It's the fact that Disney might be skirting union pay bumps by renaming series and calling them new ones. More or less, they're trying to imply that Daredevil Born Again is actually continuing off of the Daredevil Netflix series, or at least has direct connections with the Daredevil series, and therefore no one wins in the end. So, uh... Disney's saying, screw the union! But uh, as that has had gone down, there was something that came out from the FTC leaks, from the FTC Microsoft case, which is um, pretty bad. Like, really fucking bad. There was a massive leak of emails and documents 
that came out and more or less confirming the next probable 10 or so years of Microsoft and the Xbox platform. One, Elder Scrolls 6 won't come out on PS5. Yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Um, I think a lot of people saw that coming. But uh, one of the other things they have announced, one of the other things that were according to the court documents is that the Xbox Series mid-generation reference consoles are planned for 2024 according to these leaked informations. Such as a slim series, such as an upgraded Series X console is codenamed Brooklyn as digital only. Similar to the current Xbox Series S, instead of a rectangular console, Brooklyn is shaped like a cylinder. And as for its specifications, the document listed it boasts 12 teraflops with 4K resolution and 16 gigabyte of RAM. Additionally, it will also have 2 terabyte of storage, which is generous considering that the console is digital only. However, um, still problematic. And they're planning to somehow simultaneously announce this whole big up. The Xbox Series S will also look like to be receiving a mid-gen refresh too. It's codenamed Elwood and offers 10 gigabytes of RAM. According to leaked documents, they're planning to announcing these things in the summer of 2024, which could indicate it could be the summer Game Fest reveal. And though the release dates for both are set for Elwood is set for 2024 of August, and the other one at the end of, and Brooklyn at the end of 2024 of October. But we're launched at the same price as the current counterparts of the Series X and S. So, yeah. And they and apparently Microsoft's reasoning for the two-month release gap between the consoles is that Elwood would have its own moment in the shine before Brooklyn takes over the holiday time frame. My God. Not only that, uh. Oblivion is set for a remaster, apparently. Fallout 3 is set for a remaster. According to the financial years, according to leaked documents and everything, we get Oblivion remastered, Indiana Jones game, uh, let's see, Elder Scrolls 6, Fallout 3 remastered, Project Crystal, an expansion, Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, Dishonored 3, like between 2022's financial year to all the way to the financial year 2024. Uh, so uh, there's kind of a big deal. Also, can we get Fallout New Vegas remaster or Fallout New Vegas 2 from Obsidian? I'm like, you own the guys. Also, they have another, there's also another document that leaked out saying that Microsoft leak reveals plans for a 2028 next-gen cloud hybrid Xbox console. What? And apparently there's rumors that this might be digital only. Along with that, there's also leaked information that Phil Spencer really wants to buy Nintendo. In an email apparently accidentally made public as part of the trial document released online, Spencer talked enthusiastically about buying the home of Mario, saying it would be a career moment. Okay. So this is what apparently Spencer wrote in the email. Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming, and today gaming is our most likely path to consumer relevance. I've had numerous conversations with the L with the LT of Nintendo about tighter collaboration, and feel like if any US company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably the best position. However, Spencer outlined a number of blocks on the merger, including the fact that Nintendo seemed uninterested in selling up, Nintendo sitting in a big pile of cash. 
and Spencer said he was apparently happy with his current position. As a result, Spencer said he couldn't see an angle on a buyout in the short term. I don't think a hostile action would be a good move, so we are playing playing the long game. At some point, getting Nintendo would be a career moment. I honestly believe a good move for both companies. It's just taking a long time for Nintendo to see that the future exists off, to, off of their own hardware a long time. So, kind of an ego boost. And Xbox leaks also include a one-hand controller, mobile controller, and a whole bunch of other technological advancements they plan to release in the future or patent. Also, they revealed they scrambled to fill a huge hole in 2022 game lineup because of all the delays and the fall of Halo Infinite for a little bit and then the rebirth and whatnot. And there's also saying um, for next gen, they also apparently have plans for a Red Dead Redemption 2 for next gen. I mean, <sighs> oh, man. if they can upgrade the Red Dead Redemption 2, can we add more online content? And along with that, Phil Spencer decided to acknowledge the massive document leak and confirm that so much has changed. We've seen the conversations around old emails and documents. It's hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there's so much to be excited about right now and in the future. We will show the real pans when we are ready. Convenient way of saying, yes, they're true, but they probably changed, probably not. And we'll share the real plans, even though these are plans and whatnot. He had to make the statement on Twitter on September 19th. And this was hours after the whole thing hit. But last but not least, I'd like to go ahead and congratulate the Writers Guild of America for defeating the Hollywood elite. You hear me? They have defeated the Hollywood elite. My God, that was an awesome moment. I mean... <laughs> They got, they got a big deal with Hollywood, with the uh, big studio there, with the, all the major studios, and this strike it looks like it's slowly but surely becoming an, an over. The actors are still trying to get their thing out of the way, but the writers get to look like they have won their war and are ready to move forward with their careers and ready to get treated with the respect they rightfully earn, even though for some reason they got kept getting told, oh, no, you suck at writing, therefore you don't deserve to get treated fairly. But in my humble opinion, Kanosuke Takeshka, take it away. Thank you, Kanosuke Takeshka. So, yeah. <laughs> they got their deal. They look to have benefited a lot from this deal. And the strike is now confirmed over. They have ratified it. It is now more or less come to an end. And the strike is done and over and done with. Now we just have the actor strike going on, and we need to get that resolved, hopefully. And the Hollywood League is still negotiating with that, but also, now the strikes are now moving to see, we must strike while the iron is hot in the gaming industry. To arms, men, for the next battle must be waged against the rise of the, of the gaming elite. So, uh, we will destroy the gaming elite! So there's fun in that to be had. And considering everything that's been going on in the gaming industry these days, I, I say, let's go. Let's fucking go. But, 
we're finally at the end. 75 episodes of this of the series two, and uh, I'm finally glad we're here. We got a new logo and everything. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. Oh man. It's officially the end of quote season three, and now we move on to season four. My god. But this was your host, Eric Brown of Neo Reality Entertainment, Neo Reality Collective, and Neo Reality NRE The Wrestleverse. Oh, yeah, this has been a fun, wild ride. I look forward to seeing you all again. Check out my other content. Stay tuned for the outro, and I'll see you all again next time. Take care, have a good evening, and peace out. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.